This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on wellness created by the real life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season one, episode two. Hey guys, I'm Janelle Reisner, a certified fitness instructor and personal trainer, an entrepreneurial badass, and a recovering sugar addict. Hello, I'm Rachel Bilotti. I am a life and mindset coach, a free-spirited entrepreneur, a road trip junkie, and unicorns are my spirit animal. We are the hosts of the True North Collective podcast. Hey, Rachel, what's going on? Um, Allergy season is what's going on for me. <laughs> I had it under wraps when I was in the Midwest, but... They have different pollen down here in the south. So yeah, fun. we have no I am pollen. Ready to that. Everything's still dead. You what? I said we have no pollen. Everything's still dead. Oh yeah, what temperature <laughs> is it there? Uh, it feels like fourteen this morning when I woke up. Shut up! I thought it was warming up. Mm. I guess maybe that is warming up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah. It's supposed to be warming this weekend, but for now, yeah. nope. Couple days. Hey, it's eighty-five. I have a tank top on, and I'm kind of warm. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> Sorry. No one ever, like, when people used to say that to me, I'd be like, shut up. But now right. I get to say it, so now I like to like, tell uh, people. I'm going to also send you a picture <laughs> with, uh, on Snapchat with the temperature outside, just so you know. Yeah. You couldn't already but tell I it was still, warm. I still wear beanies and sweatshirts and stuff. People are like, what What gives? I'm like, I don't know. I just, that's my comfort zone. I like the I would the beanies, the pukes. I'm a big fan of the you beanie. What? I said I'm a big fan of the beanie. I'd probably do that too all the time. Yeah. Yeah. In the summer. No, it's, I'm doing good. I'm glad that it's Friday. I am very, I've been really tired this week. So I've been, yeah, just trying to give myself some time to rest. I've been training for the Ragnar and I'm noticing trail running. Obviously different muscles are getting activated and um, I need to work on some hip strengthening. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm taking some, I just, I'm taking some rest <clears throat> to really let my body recover a bit from the quote unquote trauma that I'm putting it through since it's, you know, new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just have been doing some research on different hip, hip exercises. Cause that's really where I'm feeling it, which was a shocker for me. I usually feel it in my knees, which is probably going to be next <laughs> I was <gonna laughs> if say, I don't fix my hips. <laughs> what about your ankles? That's what I always get. I feel no, like I'm always. My ankles are fine. I... I don't know if it's because of like dance. Oh, that's I'm used true. to I just I'm really light on my feet like a cat, but my hips are not happy right now. So Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Not too much. Just same old, same old. Taught a lot of cardio the kickboxing warm. this week, so my hips also hurt. <laughs> Interesting. I'm gonna yeah. get a TheraBand. They have really good ones at this gym here. Um that are like thicker. So I always find when they're like smaller, it pinches my legs weird. So mm. I'm they have these really cool thick bands that I'm gonna get. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, shall we introduce our guest today? Let's. All right. So I have Sarah here, Sarah Nelson now. Yeah. <laughs> and so Sarah and I have known each other actually for a very long time. We went to middle school together. Yeah, so it's fun. Um, which is kind of funny. And then, years. yeah. And then actually went no, to different. Wait, I didn't know it was yeah. 15 years. 
Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. We were probably, what, how old are you in middle school? 12, 13? <laughs> I yeah. have no idea. I don't, I don't know, know either. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we're like 12 or 13. So yeah, we were in choir together in middle school, went to different high schools. What? Went, yeah, went to the same college. And then Sarah actually ended up working at Spire. It's one of our brand ambassadors. So then that's kind of when we reconnected. And then ever since then, then she kind of became my boss when I had a part-time job at Origin Meal. Oh, yeah. So we just like alternated being each other's bosses. Yeah, and, that's right. And now we're here. Yeah, still <laughs> so, a member at Spire too. Yeah, awesome. All right, and so we've been really excited because you recently started your own blog called Real Balanced, and you've built it up over about a period of a year, and you're now doing that full-time. So that's one of the reasons why we brought you in here. You also have kind of an interesting background working in the ketogenic space, which we might touch on a little bit today as well, and which is sort of probably what inspired maybe your blog. Um, and you're just kicking ass. Like that's, Thanks. you know, we've had a couple of conversations and I always say this, your journey in building up this blog has just been so inspirational as far as someone just mm-hmm. going for it and just saying like, I want to do this. I'm going to make it happen. I'm self-taught and now it's successful and I can do this full time. And I'm like, no, like that doesn't actually happen. Like, <laughs> I know. No. Oh, I appreciate like, it so much. Like, no, you're a real person I know that did it. Like, this is possible. It is so possible. That's been really, really I'm exciting. Like, yeah, I'm always like, Sarah, so what did you go to school for again? How did, how did, she's like, I didn't go to school for any of this stuff. I just like figured it out. And I'm like, take it. Google. So that's I all I got Google school. Yeah, there you go. I got really good at Google surfing. School. <laughs> so yeah, with that, I mean, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you got here? What's your background? Um, sure. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Waukesha, which is a suburb of Milwaukee, and I now live in Milwaukee with my um, now very recent husband. Um, We just got married a few months ago. I went to UW Oshkosh. I have a bachelor's in Spanish, and then I also have a master's degree from Arizona State in criminal justice. So, very, yeah, very weird background. Oh, my God. I love (laughs) We got to talk offline about that. Love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I actually, so once I was um, doing my master's program, I had interned for the mayor of Milwaukee. um, And then I was also doing some work with probation, child welfare, kind of just trying to figure out my path as to like what I wanted to do. I actually most recently was doing stuff with politics. um, And then while I was trying to figure out and navigate what I wanted to like actually pursue because I had been thinking about campaigning and running for political office. Um, I was a little bit like stressed with um, the recent election. Um, so I kind of like took a break from that. And in that time I had started my blog. It actually began um, under a different name and I started it with my mom and it was basically under the premise of doing sugar free. I've always kind of just like avoided sugar. Um, so it started under that. Um, and even before that, I had a fitness Instagram account, which I just was like sharing stuff on there, enjoyed the social aspect of it. It's like the only thing that has ever kept me working out. I don't ever work out. I never worked out in college. Like when Janelle would say, you know, she did group fitness at Oshkosh and she'd be like, did you ever come to this class? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I went to the rec center (laughs) twice, I think. We had a beautiful rec center at Oshkosh, and I never went there. I never worked out. I've never been good at sports. Um, So it's like the social part of social media with Instagram and blogging has definitely kept, like, the fitness part of my life very, like, at the forefront. Um, That's actually – that's really cool, Sarah, because – I don't know. For me, I need that motivator too. Otherwise it can kind of go down a slippery slope of like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, 
for it's always been races or like those kind of goals. And it's, it's actually really cool to hear social media helping you be able to stay accountable to yourself and have fun with it. Absolutely. Yeah. I know when people like will say, and I, I totally can feel this too, Will people will be, you know, talk about social media being Instagram, um, you know, kind of portrays this perfect lifestyle and all these things. And there's mm-hmm. definitely bad parts of it. But for me, it's been, I mean, it's literally given me an entirely new life and a new career. So I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. So I think if you use it correctly, it can, you know, make thing, it can improve your life. Yeah. I hear you using it for you. Like you found how it could work for you positively instead of just like jumping on the bandwagon of this is what you do and this is what it looks like. And now you have to post this many times and you're like, no, this is how it feels good to me. Yeah. And, so and I've definitely gone, I've, I've gone down that path too, where, you know, and there is like the, you're constantly comparing yourselves and like, I always mm-hmm. just have to take it back and just step away. And if I need to take like a few weeks off from Instagram or blogging or, or whatever it is, I do that like as my form of like self care. Um, cool. Yeah. So then I started blogging, um, and it's gone under a lot of different you know, avenues. I've changed what I wanted to do a few times. I stopped blogging for a while. Um, and, but it always has kind of come back. And then within the last, I would say six to nine months, it's very, very quickly grown into a place that Mm -hmm. I now, um, within like the last month or so I'm now full-time blogging. That's awesome. Do you think that's because you've gotten clearer on like, your passion and your focus within it? Or why do you think that's all of a sudden happened? Or like your skill, you're just like not overthinking it now? Or what is that? I think it's a lot of different things. So I think first and foremost, I'm in a niche that is very specific, um, which allows me to like find an audience that will remember me. So I have, I do um, low carb, keto, which is like a ketogenic diet, paleo, Mm -hmm. and then also low FODMAP recipes. So when Mm -hmm. people are looking for those recipes, they a lot of times find me because I am one of the few people that are making certain recipes. So I think that that really Mm -hmm. helps. Um, but I also like for a while, I felt like I wasn't really being true to myself. I was making recipes that I wouldn't like personally eat or that I didn't love. So now I just Mm -hmm. have like come to the point where I only publish things that I like truly can stand by. And if it means only publishing something once a month, um, that means only publishing something once a month because it's something that I truly love. And that's like worked for me. Even there's been months that I only did post once like in six weeks. And that recipe is like my highest traffic recipe. So it, yeah, you know, so if I just like, I I call it slow blogging. So most people will be like, I need to do three recipes or three posts a week, or I have to post on Instagram every day. And I did that for a while and you get burned out and you publish stuff that you can't stand behind or you're sharing things that you might otherwise not want to share. So now it's just, I just take my time and you know, if I don't like the food photos, then I remake the recipe and I take the photos again. Like everything that I release, it's like something I, I truly believe in. Cool. Do you think that you had to start from a place of like just trying stuff and almost not like not slow blogging so that you could find your voice and find the stuff that feels true to you. And now that you've been able to go through that journey, you're like, okay, I can back it off and I can really go deep on what I'm good at. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I mean, like what any journey would be, you have to kind of like go with the ebbs and flows of things. I also, Mm -hmm. I learned the hard way because people on the internet can be really mean. So Mm -hmm. I've had my fair share of mean feedback and 
stuff that felt like a personal attack, which makes no sense Mm. when it's just a recipe. (laughs) But um, (sighs) yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot along the way. And there, like I said, there were times where I just was like, I'm going to take this thing off the internet. Like I can't handle Mm. the, the mean feedback I'm getting. But those times taught me okay, well, maybe that recipe wasn't that good. Maybe, like, you could have written something a little bit differently. Um, So, yeah, it's taught me things. It's been hard. I mean, there's definitely been times that I've been very frustrated and wondered why I've spent so much time and money to make this thing happen. But, um, yeah, I mean, you learn and you you figure out who you are and who your voice is and what kind of content you want to share. And I bet if we talked again in a year from today – I'll probably be doing something a little bit differently. I mean, you just kind of change as to like what, you know, what time and capacity you have to put into it. So now I have more time. So I can already see that my content is changing because now I can give 40 plus hours a week just to my site versus working a full-time job on top of it. Yeah. I would love to go back because I haven't heard this part of your story yet. Um, But how, you know, how did you really focus on taking care of yourself when you were getting a lot of that negative feedback? Because I know for me personally, I would probably just, uh, like, I take things probably way too personally sometimes. And even from strangers on the internet, I'd be like, no, and probably just spiral out for a little bit about it. So what did you specifically do, like, once you got that negative or even mean feedback? Like, how did you handle that? And what did you do to make sure that you were taking care of yourself? Uh, cry. I cried a lot. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First thing I'd probably Yeah, that's do. human. <laughs> yep. Totally. And like some of the stuff, and I'm not exaggerating, people can be, I mean, there's like, it's one thing to be a troll, but it's another thing to like personally attack someone. And people would like have said mean things, whether that be about my blog and like food recipes or like on Instagram, I share more of my life and fitness and stuff and people can be really crude I've been called fat more times than I've ever Uh, cared to like yeah people are very very mean and I think it just maybe it comes from their own insecurities or whatever but those times yeah no I don't handle it in a way that's Sarah that's insane to me yeah I like I can't believe that somebody would go out of their way like Mm -hmm. you have a choice to follow me or not and now you're gonna go out of your way to make a mean comment when you don't even know me I think it also has to do with when this was happening more, um, I think that Instagram was starting to become bigger. I think I kind of came in the, like when fitness stuff on Instagram, Yeah, I think I was right in the beginning of that. And then once people, other people started to like merge over there, um, it's kind of when we saw a lot of the trolls. Um, so yeah. So like when people would say it, I, I don't think I handled it any more maturely than anyone else would. It <laughs> hurt and it sucked, but, um, I think just taking everything in stride and I also have like a ton of like support from people I know personally. And also like, I just feel like I have a good head on my shoulders and just, it, it, it takes a while, you know, it might be a week that I'm angry about it or it hurt my feelings, but usually I can just look back and be like, man, it must suck to be in your own head. Like I, you know, at least I can go home every day and be happy with my family and happy with where I'm at. And I don't have to be in your head. (laughs) And think that you have to come after people on the internet and say those kind of things. And like you said, Rachel, like taking time out of your day to like affect my life. And so I'm at the point now where if I get negative feedback, if it's about me as a person, I can just be like, I don't need you here. Like you don't have to be Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. You can click on follow. You can click on subscribe. I don't need your traffic. You can just head on out. But before it like wasn't as easy. And if it has to do with my recipes, I'll take that and I will like learn from that. So if someone didn't like a recipe, 
okay, well then what does that say about that recipe? How can I improve? But if you're just cool. talking about me as a human, then well, yeah, I'm already at this age. I'm not really going to change. <laughs> yeah. We always do that work too. Like, don't be afraid to fire your customers. Like, Absolutely. There are plenty of people, if yep. they're hindering everyone else's experience or if you just like, you don't need it. Or they're making more work for you. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't need trolls you don't need people that are going to create more havoc in your workspace than yep i block already need to manage. plenty of people and that usually works too so and they they just want to get a rise out of you most of the time you know i i think that a lot of those people don't actually i don't think that they're only saying it to me oh, <laughs> they're sure probably not. just attacking anyone on the internet that they can yeah. so i usually like at, yeah. you know, now i won't even respond and it's just quick block <laughs> that's a smart way do you typically delete the comments then or do you leave them up Usually it's messages. So it's usually things that like, really? Yeah. Usually it's like things that, so like on Instagram stories, people will respond. I get a lot of responses. Um, so I'll get like direct messages from people like just like weird things, like attacks on who I am. Like, you know, you're annoying. You talk too much or just like, okay. Yeah. It's super weird. This is mind blowing. Oh yeah. (laughs) People are terrible. So, and I think that just by being a content creator and being someone that puts yourself out there, like I try to be as, um, transparent as I can. You know, I try to like share the ups and downs, like the things that I do in my own personal life. And I have come to the point that I realize that the influencers that I really jive with are people that do share their lives. Like I'm not just a food picture. Like I am a person and I do things like I don't just make food and take pictures of food. So like some people will be like, I don't want to see your outfit. I want to see a new recipe. Like they'll get mad that they they'll say I came here for food. It's just like, well, I'm not just a low carb blogger. Like I am a human being (laughs) that does other things during the day. Yeah. So I, I so appreciate you sharing this, Sarah, because I think it's like this hidden fear that I have that like I'm very careful about what I put out because I am like I've seen so many other people get attacked. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. And so like thinking about that for me, I'm like, oh, like who, you know, when am I posting for me and when am I posting for somebody else and right. what am I posting and why am I posting and That's okay, no, I'm way, just not going to post. And I should <laughs> remind myself of that too. Like who am like, who are you posting for? Like, is it just, yeah. you know, and I, I do struggle with that too, because then it also comes down, especially now this is my livelihood. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to just be like, it's a self-care week and I'm not, I'm going to get right. off social media, but now it's also like, no, 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 you need to drive traffic to your site. So I, I do also have to like work on that. Like, do I feel like I can stand behind, you know, the content that I'm pushing out and look back, you know, a month, a year, two years from now and be like, okay, I'm still happy with that. Um, and that's something I'm definitely still learning. There's definitely days that I have shared things where I'm just like, ugh, I, I only put that out there because I felt like I needed to put something out there today. But then there's other times where yeah. I could probably find five things to share in one day. So yeah, I think Janelle and I are learning that too with ours and like, I don't know, I'm, I'm becoming a lot more open. I think just doing it mm-hmm. um, and working through the growing pains of it and being like, ooh, that was not how I wanted it to be. Let's try that again. <laughs> I'm learning how to just go with the flow a little bit more and be okay with trying and trial and error and making mistakes and then trying again and yep. getting back up. Yeah. I always say that to so. my husband, Ryan, like, cause he, he also has a podcast and he stresses mm-hmm. about it so much and he'll be like, well, yeah. the audio here, or we want to do this and we want to do a YouTube yeah. channel now. And I say like, if you, if you only wait until it's perfect, 
you'll you'll never It'll get never any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have yeah. to. And that's the thing. And so, like, when people will ask me, like, how do you even start a blog? How do you get a following? It's just, you just have to have content. So it's not going to be you perfect. <laughs> yeah, and look at the people that you like what they're creating. And if you have an eye for it, you'll get there. It's just, yeah, yeah it's trial and error. And if you can put the time in and you care enough, you will always improve. It's like the 1% infinity yeah. thing. Like there's always yeah. room for improvement, even if it's 1% at a time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's with this podcast, even like I was saying earlier, you know, I was editing or at, we both took stabs at editing one of our earlier podcasts that um, hasn't launched yet, but probably will at this point. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want it to be this. I want it to be this smooth transition. And I'm like wanting it to be what I want it to be. And my boyfriend was like, how long have you been working on that? And I was like, well, I just, I want it to, you know, I want this transition and like the audio, blah, blah, blah. And we had a really cool conversation where he just said, Rach, okay, you didn't go to school for that. And Mm -hmm. I bet you if you listen to most people's first few podcasts, unless they worked with somebody who went to school for editing and sound mastering, they probably, you know, had noises and didn't, you know, edit so seamlessly. And so just focus on having decent content and a non-distracting edit. And, you know, if the content is something that it's supposed to be, then who knows, someday maybe you'll have some master editor that wants to work with you. And I was like, that's a really good point. Yeah. And let me ask you this. Like, <laughs> I always think of, and I say this to Ryan too, and I wonder if it's the same for you, the podcast that you listen to or the content that you personally take in, I like the authentic part of it. Mm-hmm. So when I hear someone that doesn't have like a yeah. great edit, I'm like, you feel like you're with them when you're listening to a podcast yeah. for me, I want to feel like I'm in the room with these people and it's just a very authentic, okay. real conversation. So that's what your listeners are probably going to want too. Yeah. So a clean edit is great and all, Thank but you. yeah, it is just like you want to, as long as you have authentic content, I think those are the people that I truly like follow and enjoy and want to see what they're doing with their lives because it isn't just purely curated and edited. Like it is just yeah. their lives and we're not, yeah, we didn't all go to school for this stuff and we're just kind of right. all just doing our best. So <laughs> figuring it out as we go. Exactly. <laughs> Try to have some fun along the way. <laughs> Exactly. That is actually a really good point. I know like two of my favorite podcasters, um, which I talk about all the time here, but the well-fed women, one of them just had a baby and like, she'll be breastfeeding and recording the podcast because that's the only time she has time to do it. It's like, you can hear her baby in the background and I'm like, doesn't bother me. Yeah. 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 Like you want to feel like you're with these people. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't like, when I see like a perfectly curated Instagram feed, I'm just like, that's not real life. Like it's just, I can't like... I, I don't feel that because that's not what my life looks like. I live in a, you know, a duplex in the middle of a busy city that, you know, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel like something that I can like really relate to. Relate to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about like taking it back to sugar-free keto. Why did you go that direction? Was that something that you read about? Was it something you tested for yourself? Like how did you end up there for yourself even before the the blog? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I have, like a lot of people, Janelle and I were talking about this before, like I think at our age, we all grew up with antibiotics. Um, so, mm-hmm. and I, this will make sense in just a second. So I grew up being very sick on a lot of antibiotics. So now in my 20s, I am dealing with lots and lots of stomach problems. Um, I have like tons of GI issues. So with that, I've gone to lots of doctors and I haven't gotten the help that I think um, 
I thought that I would get in terms of nutrition because food can make you feel a certain way when you eat it, as everyone probably knows. Mm -hmm. Um, But even foods that people would consider healthy are things that um, I've learned that I can't tolerate. So um, it's been a lot of trial and error. And with not getting the answers that I wanted from doctors, I have like delved into my own like science and research and I became very interested in nutrition. So with that, I realized that like sugar just doesn't work for me. Um, I don't tolerate it well. So for a long time, I was um, a very, I followed a very strict paleo diet, which is gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, refined sugar-free. Um, so that's kind of how my blog started was just sugar-free because um, I thought that would be a little bit like I could use like some grains if I wanted to. Um, in the blog. But then since then, which is like what I was saying is that my blog has gone down lots of different avenues, kind of just following the way that I eat. Um, I found a ketogenic diet about, uh, I'd say like a year and a half ago. And it like entirely turned my life around. I was going from Mm. napping multiple times a day, which I'm not someone that naps. I'm usually go, 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 go um, to, you know, I was very, very sick for a long time. Like very malnourished, wasn't getting, um, the kind of nutrition that I needed. (laughs) So I like, you know, on like lethargic, no energy, kind of miserable. Um, and then I started a low carb diet and my life has just significantly improved. Um, now the ketogenic space has like exploded. It's like, it's a very popular diet. And I think for good reason, I think that yes, it might be a little bit buzzy, but I think that a lot of people are seeing great benefit from it because it does so significantly reduce sugar content, um, and carb content. So I, my blog personally has just been a reflection of the way that I eat. And I also love to eat like what normal people would eat during the day. So I do a lot mm-hmm. of desserts mm-hmm. because just because you're low carb doesn't mean you can't have desserts. You just have to do them a special way. And I think it's super fun to play around with, um, different ingredients that like follow the ketogenic diet. So So yeah, that's just kind of how like my journey has gone from blogging and from eating and it probably will forever morph because our bodies change as we get older. But um, just based on my own like health journey, that is what has led me here. When I love that what you did is, you know, you started, which feels similar to what Janelle and I have done. You know, you start by what's the buzz stuff that's out there. Let me look into it. Let's see what's going on. Um, but then you brought it back to you and you just started to trial and error. It's like, I think I read somewhere that like you can be an expert based on the education that you have or based on the experience that you have. And so, you know, you're an expert of your own experience of your life. And so, you know, giving yourself the space to, try things and see what happens. Like, you know, your body best and no, it might not be from like being able to read a blood test, but from a feel and from a, you know, am I sleeping? Am I awake? Am I anxious? Am I whatever? You can, you can learn a lot if you start to pay attention to how your body and mental space is reacting and responding to what you're putting into your body. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I am like 10 times more in tune with my body than I was a year ago and a hundred times more than I was my entire life. Like I Mm -hmm. know what foods work for me and what foods don't work for me. And kind of to, to go off of what you were just saying is like, I also get a lot of flack from people that will say, if you're keto, then you shouldn't be eating desserts and you should only Mm. eat this and no, none of this type of sugar or whatever. And I always just say like, I am authentically me. I'm a human being. I want dessert sometimes. 
other people seem yeah. like they want dessert sometimes. <laughs> I want to make a dessert recipe. So if you don't want it, you don't have to have it. Yeah. And like, I, oh my gosh, I get so much feedback about that. Like if you're keto, then why do you always make these recipes that use erythritol so and, and what have Fit you? Fit into a box. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, that's so boring. Like, I'm sorry that you don't want brownies, but I want brownies. So I'm going to yeah. make them. <laughs> that's so funny. I can totally relate to that though. Cause I think sometimes just from like the the mindset, like when I've been really strict on something, like you almost get like this sense of pride in doing it, which I feel like you almost need if sure. you're going to be like restricting in some ways. And then I'll be like, oh, well, you bought kombucha with seven grams of sugar. <laughs> well, I only buy the kombucha with two grams of sugar. And I'm like, what the, who the fuck are you? Like, calm yeah, down. It definitely you know, turns but... into a comparison game. And we, it is. Yeah, and and the... it's just like, let it go. And I've been there. Like, I've been that person that's Absolutely. like, I'm elitist to like the this, like, little amount of sugar I eat. My I was 100% like, oh, percent like that. Like... Yep. <laughs> two years ago, I was very much like that, where mm-hmm. I would like look down on people where it would be, I'm like, why can't you stick with a diet? Like, why can't you work mm-hmm. out six, seven days a week? I can like that like I would feel like I was like better than people and it's embarrassing to like come out and say that but I'm so glad I'm at the point now where it's just like everyone let's just all stay in our own lanes Mm -hmm. we're all just trying our best like we're all just trying to navigate health nutrition fitness like no one really knows what they're doing like Mm -hmm. we're all just trying to do our best and I I definitely felt that for like so long and I feel so much more comfortable with who I am and with what I share, where it's just like, this is just what I do. Take it or leave it. You do whatever you want. I'm just sharing that this is something that I'm using and it works for me. (laughs) So what sort of testing did you do? I mean, did you do an elimination diet? Like, was it just you being really mindful about what you were eating and then paying attention how you felt? Like, how do you feel like you really narrowed in on what was bothering you and then I guess to follow up with that too, like, how do you stick with it? Cause that's always my problem. Like we were just talking about this. I know all the things that bother me and I pretty much know what I should be doing and I can do it for like three or four months. And then just like all most people I'm like, and I'm sick of restricting myself. Yeah. So yeah, I'm by no means perfect. I mean, I, the, the way that I kind of like stick with the way I eat is just purely remembering like the misery of going back to like a normal, like standard American diet and it it doesn't make me feel good. So for example, alcohol, um, I'm, you know, still at the, I'm only 26, definitely still the age where I have a lot of friends that go out and drink and friends that are getting married. So that means bachelorette parties and weddings, um, which always mean some sort of alcohol is there. And my friends now are like totally comfortable with the fact that I don't drink. But for a while it would be like, just take a drink. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like it's just one, you, you can have one drink and it's just like, being able to kind of like discuss like my own health openly with people is difficult and just say like, no, like it doesn't make me feel good and it's not worth it to me, the side effects I'm going to get for that. So I just always have to come back and like remember a time where I was like really sick and didn't feel good every single day. So um, that's what's worked for me. But there are definitely times where I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to eat that and I know it's not going to make me feel good, but for the most part I don't really ever like go outside of I don't ever like go back to like a hard cut, a high carb diet because it just makes me feel really sick. And how did you figure that out then? So was it the elimination diet or um yeah, so I Did you work with someone too or did you do it all on your own? 
So I started um, with a Whole30, which I feel like is how a lot of people kind of like Mm -hmm. find this. Yep. I started with a Whole30 (laughs) and I actually hated Whole30. I I think that everyone should do it um, (laughs) at least once, but only once. That's just kind of my belief on it. I don't think it's something that like if you are constantly going back to doing a Whole30, like what's happening in the interim of that space, but whatever, (laughs) that's here nor there. Um, Yeah, Ryan and I did a Whole30. I I did not like it because I was coming off of eating food that wasn't good for me and I I missed it. So, But it taught me Mm. so, so much about ingredients, which I think is what a lot of people learn, which is why I always tell people, like if you are unaware of a nutrition label or all the ways that the word sugar can come on a nutrition label, you should do a Whole30. You'll learn a lot. Um, so once I did the whole 30, I moved immediately into paleo. So I would say that whole 30 is a more restrictive version of paleo, you know, that you remove any form of sugar. Um, but then I, yeah, then I moved over to paleo and then, um, I've done some allergy testing and food intolerance testing. I don't really know how accurate the food intolerance stuff is. I kind of just go with the way I feel. I did have, um, an allergy blood panel, which came back with a few allergens, but, other than that, um, and I think things have changed. I mean, even in a few years, there are foods which they say if you eat too much of a food, you can become intolerant to it. So I try mm-hmm. to just keep everything varied. Um, and it works sometimes, but sometimes I have to learn the hard way. Like, okay, that food no longer works for me and I might be sick for the next few days. Yeah. So why a blog, Sarah? Um. That's a great question. So I think that when I started following um, social media influencers, a lot of them had blogs and it purely was just something that was of interest to me. I liked the mm-hmm. idea of having a space to kind of create everything that I wanted in one spot um, versus just a social media channel. So mm-hmm. I started it not having a clue if it would turn into anything, but I was very motivated from the beginning. Like I knew if it was going to turn into something, I needed to put some time and money into it on the front end, which I did. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that that paid off in some respects and other respects. I just learned the hard way <laughs> and with money out of my bank account. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the blogging part of it, um, I think I always kind of thought that that would be something that I would do. I, I like to write, I like to share things. So, um, it, it felt like more of a channel that would be good for like me as a person. That's something that I could keep up on. With the background in Spanish and criminal justice, what told you that like, yeah, I can, I can do this. <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, I just think I have lots of different interests and I've always just mm-hmm. been very mediocre at everything. Like I just am like very average. So it's I just, always say that. I'm yeah. like, I'm not good at anything. I'm not good at anything. I'm, I'm just, like, okay at everything. Yeah. And then like not great at anything. It's exactly and me. It, doesn't work though. I mean, like, I'm like, oh, I so you're both anything. Renaissance women. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Exactly. That's so. Funny. I am too. People like, get That's focused. Actually and I'm like, goal. I don't know how to get focused. I'm not going to get any better. <laughs> I just do everything okay. Yeah, that's 100 percent me. So I think I just like I did Spanish because I was good at foreign languages, and then I have always been very interested in politics and probation and like the federal government and stuff. So I wanted to go down that avenue. So I was like. I guess I'll get my master's because that's what we do in this day and age is just go to school and have more student loans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Oh my gosh, Sarah, that's why you like all those criminal podcasts like me. It's all coming together. (laughs) I am always just on the path that I just think I'm about to be murdered. Oh my God. (laughs) It's probably a good thing. That'll save your life one day. I always say that. I watch all like a CSI, like SVU. And then I'm like, I'll know. 
when someone's stalking <laughs> no. me or going to try to yep. murder me, I'm going to know. I always just plan I'll that I'm about that to be evidence. murdered or that I need an alibi because <laughs> someone's going to convict me of murder. Oh I always have team. an alibi. Oh. I'm like, I'm so glad I have a nest drop cam in my house because if someone ever tries to frame me for murder, I'll be like, no, I was I'm at here. home. Yeah. Let me show you video proof of me sitting on the couch <laughs> with my dogs. Yeah. No, you for always hours, have to have an alibi. <laughs> I don't even remember what the original question was. I don't either. I think, I don't know. It was about your education. <laughs> I remember. Oh, education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I like a lot of different things. And I think, so the, I actually had like a very, like, it was a, a, a turning point that was very emotional. Um, I think it was probably, I would say like two years ago where I was very, very unsure. I remember like, I was like sitting there talking to Ryan one night and I was like, I do not know what I want to do with my life. And we have been formed as children to pick at the age of 18 what you're going to do for the next 50 mm-hmm. years. And I have always just been average at a lot of things. And But I work really hard. So, yeah, I'm not, mm-hmm. like, great at some things, but I will put that effort in to get better. Um, so I remember telling Ryan, like, I don't know what I want to put energy into this time. Like, I'm very unhappy in the job that I'm in. Um, I'm good at it, and I know that there is a place to move up and that I can, you know, make more money, but I'm really, really miserable. So do I just continue to do that and grow in this company, or do I just step back and say, no, I want to try something entirely different? And with how much I just genuinely enjoyed learning about nutrition, I mean, I would stay up late at night reading medical journals because I just purely was interested in it. So I was like, if I do this for fun, imagine if I could turn it into something that could actually be a career. So that's awesome. Do you ever feel so one of the things for me with nutrition and it's been something like very similar. I've always been interested in it. Like I've done some certification courses and I feel like it's so overwhelming though. So that's always my problem. It's like hard to take a step back because it's like you read this and this person says this and you read this and this person says that. And then you're like, all right, I'm just like this constant ongoing human experiment but like, I always feel like I'm not going in the right direction. So it's like hard to commit to one concept because I'm like, well, what if that's not the right one? And then it takes a long time sure. to see the results. So like, I, I'd love to hear how you navigated that. Cause I know that's something for me that just half the time when I start to think about nutrition, I just like completely spiral out and I'm like, I can't do any of it. Like I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's so overwhelming. And I always say that like with other people, if they do a diet that's like different than me, like we're all just trying our best and Mm -hmm. everyone is just trying to figure out what works best for us. And I think it's like super helpful now, um, unlike even a few years ago, that everyone is kind of becoming more accustomed to and understanding that we are so individualistic Mm -hmm. and there isn't a one size fits all. So I think when I, when I was feeling overwhelmed from reading all that about nutrition, I just always come back to this might work for me. This might not work for me. And I think I've also become more patient in like what you were saying of being a human experiment, it, it actually 100% is because mm-hmm. what one person does isn't going to do the exact same thing for you. I think for a long time, I would just hear about the newest craze and I would be like, I'm going to do that because it worked for that person. Now I just try to like take it one step at a time and figure out like if that will work for me, then I'll continue doing it, which is like how keto has worked for me. I'm super grateful that it became really popular because if it wouldn't have, like I might not have ever found it. And with it being like a big craze right now, a lot of people are interested and a lot more science is coming out. So I just try to like take in the material that seems 
to be helpful and then just try to learn the rest. Like, I just want to like hear it and then I can like take it for what it is. And that if that worked for that person, that's great, but it might not work for me. That's probably what I'm missing patients. It is. It's <laughs> really like, hard. You no, want, I want to be fixed now. Now. Yep. <laughs> I want to lose all this weight now. I want my stomach to be better now. And yeah. unfortunately, and I think that by doing that, cause I was like that for so long and I was so binary and I was so dogmatic for so long. I think that actually made me worse. Like stress is a very real thing that really mm-hmm. affects you. So I was just talking to someone about, um, I have uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It's, it's called SIBO. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like IBS. And they were sending me, they were like, can I send you all this research? And I was like, I appreciate it so much. But like in reality, the more I read about it, the worse I feel like my symptoms are. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so stressed because yes. you like, you're reading about like, oh my gosh, your gut lining and then this, and you have to take this kind of collagen and L-glutamine. And it's just like, how am I going to afford this? How am I going to do all this like on my own without a doctor? And if I just like stop thinking about it, I feel better. So I think for like the last year, I've been obviously trying to improve my stomach and improve my gut. But like I also just try to just kind of throw it to the wayside and just be happy and feed my body the food that it wants and it needs. And that I think by just doing that and just thinking that I'm healing myself, I'm getting better. Yeah, that's Sarah, that is totally, that. yeah, that's <laughs> totally been my journey in the last like six months. I think I shared with Janelle, like we did whole 30 and, um, oh man, what was the other one, Janelle? Restart. Oh yeah. Restart. I was like, I don't even restart. Remember. <laughs> um, I know. Um, but through those, you know, well, a, I got to start to see the linkages between food and my body, as I mentioned earlier, but the biggest takeaway for me was how much stress was influencing my decisions and how negatively that was impacting my life, even more so than if I decided to have, I think the example I gave was like, if I want to eat a pizza one night, if like, I'm putting so much stress on myself, that stress is actually way worse than if I have just the pizza, like a few slices of pizza. <laughs> yeah. You should and eat just the pizza. Like, it makes you happy. Chill the F out. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, and that is, it is really hard because you know, like it, the mental part of it is like for me, 90% of it, like the actual diet part is only 10%, but we, we flip it to like make mm-hmm. that every ounce of food or every product you put on your body. And I, I will like start to think of that and be like, Oh my God, I touched a cleaning product or the makeup I'm using. And you, you literally spiral <laughs> yes. out of control to the point that you are so afraid of everything. I yeah. honestly, Ryan and I didn't go out to eat for one year. I was so terrified of food. I completely lost my social life. We didn't go to bars. We didn't go to birthday parties we were invited to because I was genuinely terrified of everything. Now I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. I'll be fine. Like, how, you know, did you, how did you get through that? Um, I don't even know if I have a good answer for it. Time. I think that yeah. like I was just not in a good place for so long and not realizing how much stress and the mental part of it really mattered. And I think once I kind of became a little bit more lax and just like in my, in the beginning, I thought I was being lazy. I thought I was just like giving up. But in reality, I was transitioning to a more like sustainable, sustainable understanding, kind of respecting myself as a human. Like, yes, I want to eat good, high quality grass fed beef with organic vegetables and whatever. But that isn't always going to happen. And sometimes you want to go to someone's event and just eat cake and have a glass of wine. 
you should do that because you're going to feel super happy. And the next day you can go back and drink a lot of water and go back to your normal diet. And you'll look back and be like, that was such a fun memory that I have that I would otherwise never get back. Yeah. Yeah. I always have that hard so time, it, too, that where they say when you start, though, they're like, well, you need to be, like, you need to heal yourself before you can get rolling. And, like, I think it's a nice approach, too, to sometimes just be like, you can still heal yourself and slip up. Yep. Like, you're not just like, oh, I had that one glass of wine for, you know, one glass in a month, and, oh, that ruined all the good work right, that I've been right. doing. Like, exactly. no. Exactly. And that makes you feel like more Because that's of a actually person. how I feel all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I just ruined it all. Yeah. No, it's really hard. I, I definitely feel that way, too, and especially, like... If we eat out or something, like if we have people that are in town, like I will, I still get a little bit stressed about it, especially because if it's people that don't understand things about diet or things about Mm -hmm. me personally and the way I can eat, I sometimes feel a little bit nervous. Like, what am I going to order off the menu? Like I used to scour menus, like, oh my gosh, what ingredients do they use? Where did they get it from? Is it gluten-free? Like, did it go near any grains? Like, is it local? And now I'm just kind of like, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Take a digestive enzyme. You'll be fine. (laughs) It's worked thus far. So Sarah, have you, um, if you think about where you are right now with your blog and um, your nutrition and like more connected with yourself, would you say that you are living your true north now or are there, are you working towards it or does it look like something else? I would absolutely say that I am at this point. Um, like it'll probably change, and the things that I like believe would would be my true north. I think that I think that you're always growing, you're always changing depending on where you are in your life. Um, but I think now I'm much more comfortable in my belief system and the way that I share content, um, and that's kind of like my approach is just being authentic. Like, I only want to share things that are authentically me. It might not make everyone happy. They might not always like it. But as long as I can stand behind it um, and just be myself, I think that I will consistently grow. And people like that. People, Mm -hmm. like, I feel more bonded to the people that I've found in this space because they also can, you know, they'll send me a message and be like, thank you for saying that, like, I know that sometimes I get cravings too, or, you know, I'll eat out or go outside and eat, you know, this different food when I'm not supposed to. And I'm, it's nice to know that not everything's perfect. And there's so many people Mm -hmm. that do put their content out there that they curate this perfect life when in reality, that's probably not what's happening behind the scenes. And I want to be able to share the good and the bad. And also I want to just share recipes because I just also genuinely like doing that. So I would say we're, you know, we're multidimensional, obviously. And even like, so I follow your blog and your Instagram account too. And like even an eyebrow watch, you know, that was like <laughs> so relatable to me. And like, you know, I love the recipes and all that too, but then I'm like, oh, but eyebrow watch, you know, like, oh, and then of course, like, I think I messaged you probably like 20 times just from that. Cause I'm like, did it hurt? What happened? How does it work? Who'd you go see? Da, 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 you know, like, it's I'm, so funny. Cause <laughs> things like that were the times that I did feel like I grew closer to the people mm-hmm. that follow me that I don't know personally <laughs> were things that weren't just a dessert recipe. Like yep. they were yeah. a thing about, you know, like people love my dog. Like I love just to share funny videos of him because he's the cutest thing on earth so and people like him and they want to see him or yeah eyebrow watch or just funny things like when I'm walking through the grocery store or just Ryan doing something at home like people want to feel like they're a part of your life and I want everyone to feel that way because I 
feel connected to the people that follow me in a way that I think is hard to describe unless you are someone that has, unless you are a content creator. So I just want to be able to share with them, like life goes on beyond food, beyond fitness. Mm -hmm. We are all people. We're all multidimensional and Mm -hmm. we're all like ever changing. And I, and I want to be able to share that. Yeah. I love it. I think you do a great job of it too. Thanks. Yeah, I do too. When you are going through your life now and you feel like you've maybe lost your way, how do you stay true to your authentic self? Since I know that's really important to you. I wish I had a more like wise answer for this, but I think just trying to make myself a little bit more patient. I'm always someone who Mm -hmm. is like, go, 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 go. You always have to have the answer the first time. You always have to be in the forefront, like ahead of everyone else. But I think just slowing down and having like personal support in my own life. Like I really fall back on Ryan. I'm a very independent person, but, um, when it comes to like being in a relationship and now being married, I think like bouncing ideas off of him and he always can kind of bring me back to like a more level head. Cause I usually will be like, we should buy a house and we should move across the mm-hmm. country and across the world. And we have to do all these things. And he's just something sometimes like you just need to take a breath one day at a time. Yeah. And it, that's like so helpful for me because we like, yeah. I think just having someone that kind of evens you out, he's much more mm-hmm. analytical and logical. And I'm more like push for your goals, do whatever you have to do, no matter like what it takes. And so I can motivate him to do that, but he can also be like, okay, Sarah, you can't sell everything you own and move across the world <laughs> like, by tomorrow. So, and what would you tell? I mean, I know you kind of just dive into things and, and I hear a lot of trust in your process. Um, for somebody who maybe isn't in that spot, what would you maybe, is there any advice that you would give them to, to take on whether it's a blog or anything else that they are interested in, but are kind of hesitating? Yeah, I think find people that are already doing what you want to do and learn from them. Um, and in whatever space that might be. So if that is in a job in a a company you already work for, find that person and just talk to them about what they're doing rather than first just going like, Hey, can we meet so I can ask you all these questions? Just say like, how can I help you? Like, how can I learn from you? And like what material they might be able to just give by just maybe shadowing them. If it is in like a blogging space, um, I would just say like, find the blogs that you really love, see what they're doing and then just hit the Google machine. I think just like (laughs) be self-sufficient. I think that that's the best thing you can do is just try to find as much as you can on your own, test it out, start the site or what, whatever it is. And you're going to make a lot of mistakes and there's probably going to be a lot of hiccups, but that's like totally okay. And you'll look back and be like, Oh, remember that picture that I can't believe I posted and it was so ugly. And then you just move on and you always get better and you're always going to hear about new resources. And if you think that it's worth um, the time and money to invest in certain things, then if you can afford it, I say, do it. Um, You're not going to know everything off the bat and there are going to be things that you can't find for free. So if you truly believe in what you're doing and if you think you have something to share with people, take the time, maybe take some extra money and learn about it. And people are probably looking for the thing that you're wanting to create. Yeah, I love that. Just do it. And then keep going. Yeah, right. I always, I always come back to one percent infinity. Like it, you're never going to be good in the beginning. 
Like I look back at some of my first recipes, which I will never share anything from them again, (laughs) but I'm so glad that I have those and I can look back and they do inspire me to be like, wow, I remember where I started and that's so weird that that was only like a year and a half ago and now I'm at the place that I'm at and I know that a year and a half from now I'm going to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I posted that picture or (laughs) said that thing. But, you know, we're always like constantly changing. And if you always just wait for the perfect moment, you will literally be waiting forever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a real lightness to, um, to your approach that I really appreciate. Thanks. If you were going to find one word that kind of embodies what it is to live your true North for you, what would that be? I say authenticity. I think that, um, and I mentioned this before, it's like I for a long time didn't think I was, like I personally knew I wasn't being authentic. And that was really hard for me to like deal with emotionally. Like, you know, I wanted to create um, a channel that I thought looked pretty and the pictures looked great and all these things, but I knew that that wasn't who I was. And I quickly realized, and that caught up with me, that I couldn't keep that up forever. So by just coming back to like who I am as an authentic human being and sharing the things that I'm genuinely doing on a day-to-day basis, that has led me to a place where I feel very confident, I feel very comfortable, and I feel like it's something that I can sustain for like a very long period of time because I'm not pushing things out there that I wouldn't normally be doing. This is just genuinely who I, who I am, how I cook, how I live. Um, and I think that a lot of people can really appreciate that. I love that. I, I was get the question I was going to follow up with is what is authenticity? How do you be authentic? But I think you just said it really beautifully. If it sounded to me like a not curated life, but a sharing a life of what you genuinely are doing from moment to moment, regardless of if people are watching or not. And you just, you're just happening to be in a place where you're like, I'm going to share this with the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always pretty. Sometimes it's pretty. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it is a really like beautiful plate of food, but other times it's like being in the hospital and sharing like your health journey and that things, even if you do eat a certain way, you might still not end up feeling well, or you might gain weight. And it's not, it's not always just this like completely level ground, one straight line. It's a lot of ups and downs and no one ever is going to have this perfect life. So it's awesome. I feel like I could talk to you forever. (laughs) (laughs) What you've done, Sarah, and how you show up in the world is, um, yeah, lightness is like the word that just continues to come up for me. And it's really, truly inspiring and a really nice reminder of like, I feel like I got the essence of why the lightness works for you and not just like, I feel like I read so many self-help books and you know that I'm a life and mindset coach and there's so much out there that's just like, you've got to slow down and be in the present moment. And like, it's all these, you know, listed things that you need to check off for your day. And what I hear from you is, um, is your why behind it. It's like, you've examined what works for you and and it comes through in pure authenticity. So you're living it so much. And it really has been like, that's not an overnight thing. And I, I'm, there's plenty of days, sometimes weeks where it feels like I'm living a life that I, 
I, I appreciate the things that I'm able to do, but also it can be really hard. Like sometimes it's easier to like think of the idea of going to a nine to five job um, yeah. and just, you know, punching the clock and doing work for someone else. I am my own boss now. So if I don't show up for work, no work gets done. So it there's definitely days where it does feel like a little bit lighter, but there's other days where it is like really heavy. And that really weighs on me to be like, I am my only employee, only boss. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely still learning. And I think that as long as I can sustain this ability to just always be who I am and share that, I hope that that can like inspire others to just feel comfortable within themselves and like on their own personal journey. Yeah. You're so fantastic. Well, it's awesome. Oh my God. You are. I just love it. I was like, you were one of those people too. Like we had coffee a couple weeks back and I was like, Sarah needs to come on the podcast. Oh yeah. Like I just love everything you say and I just want to record it. That's so sweet. (laughs) I always feel like I'm in my own bubble. This is the most I've talked in um, like a month. (laughs) I am home all day by myself. And then Ryan goes back to his hometown to record his podcast on the weekends. So I talk to my dog. And then that's it. And then I talk to Instagram stories and then that's literally it. So I don't actually talk to other human beings. (laughs) This is the most social interaction I've had in many months. (laughs) Uh, And how do you feel like you handle that? Because that's something we talk a lot about too with like entrepreneurs and, and people that kind of break out of that nine to five, nine to five job that they do feel somewhat lonely in a sense, because you are like, you're working by yourself from home you are kind of on this journey by yourself. Like you might have your significant other for support, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's you, like you said, you're, you're one employee, you're your boss, you're everything. And so is there any tips that you have out there for people as they kind of start this journey, or even if they're further along and they're just feeling really isolated, um, what they can do to potentially branch out and kind of fill that void that maybe is being created? Yeah, I definitely still struggle with this. So I feel like I'm a extroverted introvert like I I do fine in social situations but I have like grown into someone who I I I get a lot of my energy from being alone so if I do go to like you know a weekend away with friends like I don't feel relaxed until I'm back at home alone so I I do enjoy the working by myself for the most part I would love to be able to bounce ideas off of a coworker or for example like I was working by myself mostly when Ryan and I got engaged or when we got married and I had no one to share that with like usually you talk to your coworkers a lot so mm-hmm. I just kind of came home and was like okay well that's it like I'm I don't, yeah I'm married <laughs> I don't really have anyone to talk to about this so I I don't really have any like super great advice I think that the best thing you can do is is if you are feeling a little bit lonely, don't be afraid to reach out to people, um, whether that be people that are within the space that you're working in. I have found that if you only constantly want to be better than everyone um, and you don't want to like make relationships within the space that you're in, you're really never going to get any better. So I've luckily became friends with a lot of bloggers. So unfortunately, you know, we're not able to talk in person a lot of the times, but you know, if I reach out to them, we'll send each other emails or text back and forth or have hour long phone calls about kind of just how we're feeling and being able to talk to someone that knows that like channel is very helpful because, you know, a lot of people are like, what do you mean you have a blog? Like, what do you mean you make money and do (laughs) that on your own? Like, it's hard to talk to people about it. So I think that by having coworkers, even if they're not even in technically the same business as you, that's really helpful. And then also just being able to reach out to people that you know 
personally, like that, you know, maybe from college or whatever to just be like, Hey, like, you know, actually let's get together. So I'm still working on that. I've definitely still made myself a hermit because I do feel like I need to be working all the time. So I'm learning. <laughs> oh, that's awesome though. Cause yeah, I think a lot of people can relate with that. Yeah. I am just genuinely home alone all the time. And it is like, it's very mental. You like I, with your dog. Yeah. It's fine. That's what I was saying. Like my dogs are my best friends. It's, yeah. They know everything. (laughs) I tell Ryan that though. I'm like, I have been in my own head for like a week straight. Like I don't talk to anyone. I just sit here and think all day. So that if I do get to like a bad place where I'm like feeling very self-conscious or very uncomfortable or just like anxious in any way, that's when I say, okay, the phone's going away. The computer's going away. I'm either going to like do a couple workout classes today or I'm going to binge watch a TV show, but I have to like take a break because you cannot work. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I wish that I could, but Mm -hmm. it is not good for your brain. (laughs) No, it is Mm -mm. not. And not good Mm -mm. for productivity. Yeah, not good for productivity. (laughs) Yeah, self-care is a very real thing, and I never respected that before. Even up until probably six months ago, I just always was just like, just push harder. You can always push harder. Like, it doesn't matter how tired you are. It doesn't matter what you think you need. Like, you can do more. And I would, yeah, have more things to, like maybe more money that could be made or I could work harder in the other job that I was in. But I was like super miserable. So now if it's like, if I need both Saturday and Sunday to like go to a few yoga classes or go to brunch or sit and watch 12 episodes of a TV show, (laughs) I'm going to do it. (laughs) And it's the best. (laughs) Two weekends are important. We always talk about like, I don't, I hardly ever get two days off in a row. And like, you need that sometimes, like even one day. I'm like, one day is not enough all the time. Like Two days in a row. Yeah. That is what the row. weekend is meant to be. Exactly. Like that's, <laughs> there's a reason that it's there. <laughs> so I like it. Always taking those two days off, or at least trying to most of the time. All right. Well, Rachel, do you have any more questions for Sarah? I don't think so. This has been amazing. You are just a rad human. And thank you so much for spending time with us. This was really cool. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was really fun. Yeah. So I think our last question that we'd like to ask is um, if people want to contact you, reach out, follow your blog, how can they do that? So I'm real balanced on most every social channel, Instagram. Um, I guess it's real balanced blog on Facebook. Otherwise, it's just realbalanced.com. So I share low carb, ketogenic, paleo, and low FODMAP recipes. And then also just a little bit about my life. Um, It's more of like a lifestyle section on Instagram. And that's usually where I um, post the most. So, and I have uh, two to three new recipes a week. Cool. And it's real balanced with a D with at a the D end. With a D at the end. Yes, <laughs> right? I know. It's like yeah. real balanced. <laughs> I know you have to like balance. really say it carefully. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah. realbalanced.com. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This has been great. Well, that is all from us. Thank you guys so much for joining and listening today. If you'd like to dive a little bit deeper, you can get more from Rachel and myself at the truenorthcollective.org. Otherwise, make sure to check out the show notes for all the details from our chat with Sarah today. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye.